Hey, welcome to the audio version of my vlog. I am your host, Marky Benji. That's how you say my name, Marky. I used to be called Marky by some loved ones long ago, but that's many, many moons ago. It's really not the present. So yeah, uh, enough of that. Anyway, um, I'm going to talk about two things here on this inaugural podcast. Uh, should we call it a podcast? I don't know. But uh, on this inaugural episode, we're going to talk about two things. One is going to be self-employment as being a digital nomad. So, you know that term, digital nomad. Uh, I don't know if that's a triggering phrase for some people, but uh, if it is, then um, I'm sorry. Uh, this That's just the word, the wording, the term we're going to use for this one. And the second topic is going to be life after COVID in regards to traveling. You know, what's 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 things going to look like? Uh, what are the new regulations, stipulations, whatnot? So anyway, before I start, uh, let me get into a little bit of history about myself. And th this is on point. This is on the topic. So it's not like me just taking some tangential trip down memory lane or whatnot. It, it, it applies. So roughly around 2010, I started kicking around the nomadism thing. I started doing that in the high year. You know, I moved from San Francisco to Atlanta, Georgia for about, I think it was about a year or so, uh, maybe two years. Then I started traveling mostly Amtrak road trips up and down the seaboard around the area. So, you know, just getting it kind of going, you know, trying to uh, get my sea legs going on land, for lack of a better term. Then I moved back to Nevada and, you know, that's where I would cross over a lot from California to Nevada all points in between, you know, Chico, Oroville, as they call it, South Lake Tahoe, Gardnerville, San Francisco, California, Los Angeles area, uh, Las Vegas, Tonopah, Henderson, you you name it. I've been all over that little area. The point is, I love seeing new places, you know, but I've always been an introvert, so it wasn't really about meeting new people. That wasn't a priority. I mean, it was cool if I meet cool new people, Face MySpace. You know, that that was okay, but, you know, it wasn't the priority. It wasn't the goal, basically. And it wasn't until I started to visit Oregon that I began to find roots, you know, roughly around, I think it was like, yeah, not think, I know it was 2019. I wanted nothing more, man. I mean, I wanted nothing more than to settle down and soak up this beautiful state that I stay in. I'm still in it to this day. Yeah, I've grown to love Oregon. Actually, the first place I've ever grown to, quote unquote, love. And as you'll see in later episodes, I don't throw that word around easily like that. You know, not that I'm a sentimental dude about the L word or anything, but, you know, it's just some things deserve that and others don't. Anyway, so I made the plans to, like, do one more world tour, you know, since I was going to, like, settle down in up here in Oregon, let's go. Okay, I got one more world tour in me before I start settling down and putting down roots and making business happen up here. You know, sort of like a massive backpacking excursion, which would like start in London. London, yeah, London was my starting point. Then I go on to Paris, France, Brussels, Berlin, Germany, Prague, Minsk. Minsk is in uh, Belarus. And then from there, I jump over to Moscow and kind of like, do that and then you know like probably come back so I put money aside and made all my Airbnb plans and I was like pricing out flights and 
Then roll and behold, around February 2020, figured I'd go to San Francisco, hang out with the friends for one more time because I probably wouldn't see them for a while. And um, you know what happened. You know, February, you know what happened. We, we were all here, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no need to explain. And we'll get into that post-COVID travel predictions later on this episode, like I said. But for now, let's talk about the self-employment of nomadism. So what do you think when you hear the term digital nomad? I don't know about you, but most people I've asked personally, they tend to think of it like a beach, a laptop, and a chill life of Riley, basically. Sitting sitting by a beachfront, you know, sipping daiquiris or whatever, or juice, whatever juice, whatever your beverage. I don't judge. You know, and that's cool. That's possible if you have a large enough capital to, like, support that. You need that bankroll. You need that bag. You know, at the risk of sounding redundant to like those in the know, digital nomading is simply remotely working remotely. It's mostly customer service jobs, tech support, commission based sales, which I totally shy away from. It's also teaching English, web design and uh, web development to a certain extent. But about that last one, web development. I mean, it used to be the case where you like if you wanted a responsive web website and what I mean by responsive you know how your website changes depending on if you're on a computer or if you're on a tablet or if you're on a telephone, telephone, if you're on a mobile phone, you know, you can minimize it and you can maximize it and the website basically changes. Now, if it's a static website, it, it doesn't change. You got to keep like dragging your two fingers across the phone to, to see different parts of the website. And, you know, no one does static web, uh, static websites anymore. No one does that. So, I mean, there are some sites out there that are still static, but they are, they're also old websites, you know, they, that haven't, they're not quite old enough to go to the Wayback Machine, but anyway. So when it comes to web development, man, like, uh, it's a complex business, you know, and it could be time consuming, you know, a business owner might not have the time to like, want to sit around and web develop his website, you know, so. Basically, web developers, they offer the convenience, you know, rather than you sitting around poking around in like plugins and WordPress and or like using Squarespace or whatever, you know, and putting images together. You can just get a web developer to do that. But then you also have to start to balance in the whole thing about, um, okay, uh, how much is this convenience costing me? You know, I mean, you want convenience, you want to maximize your time. But you don't want to get gouged either, you know. When it gets to the point to where it's like you can just save money just by learning the skill and doing it yourself, then, yeah, that that's when you got to kind of rethink the whole convenience of a web developer thing. Oh, excuse me. And I don't want to get too far off the point here, you know, but most successful digital nomads, number one, have US, US, a U.S.-based remote job. And two, they're living in countries where the U.S. dollar goes a heck of a lot further. You know, places like Thailand is popular uh, destinations for us, you know, like the nomads out there. I've also heard the Philippines mentioned also, but I, I've never been there. I know someone who has been there. Uh, even Poland. Poland is on that like one on a top five or top ten list of like digital nomad destinations or not a digital nomad destination, but more like. A place where you can live cheaply if you're making US dollars. 
And of course, you have like you know places close to the home, uh, Belarus. Excuse me, Belarus, Bel, Belize. Wow, Belarus is really on my brain lately. <laughs> yeah, Belize, Mexico. Oh yeah, and I forgot Vietnam. Vietnam's another one. It's another place for digital nomads. You know, I mean, uh, that dollar really goes far in those places. Now, if you're trying to like do the whole digital nomad thing, like in London or Seoul, Seoul, Korea, or Tokyo, Japan, this is gonna be a little tighter. Not impossible, but yeah, just 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 a wee bit, a little bit tighter. Now, what sets me apart, however, is the fact that I'm 80% self-employed. You know, I work part-time in the cannabis industry. You know, like pruning, uh, bagging, cleaning up, things like that. You know, it's, it's more like a day labor situation. I go down. Uh, I'm not married to the job. You know, I go down there. Uh, I make enough to where I feel I, I got enough. And then I kind of, you know, like come back, get on the books later. You know, I mean, I keep that line open. I keep that bridge good so I can go back, you know. But, uh, yeah, I'm not nine to five, 40 hours every day with it. Uh, yeah, this is not, it's not my thing. So basically what I do is I live off my savings from the home sale back in 2010, you know, as well as a quarterly royalty check from ASCAP. Uh, that, that it's a little thin, a little pinner lately, but yeah, it's, it's something. Then of course there's like YouTube revenues from like music monetization. And then of course my bread and butter, which is my freelance graphic design. So, you know, I mean, think about self-employment though. Like it doesn't make your life easier. You know, it's actually, it's quite the opposite, you know, I mean, be it the top floor or like Harvey's casino or Mount blue in South Lake Tahoe, you know, even the Hilton in Tokyo, the scenery is still the same for me. You know, my laptop, a bunch of working projects, you know, the only indication that I'm even in another place is the fact that like I have bags of like local food <laughs> from the area, you know, I mean, uh, to whatever restaurant is in that country or whatever, you know, <laughs> other than that, like, you know, same old thing. I'm, I'm, I'm hustling, I'm working, I'm grinding, you know, trying to maintain the lifestyle that I feel I deserve, that I love, that I like, love to live, I should say, because I do love this lifestyle very much. Point is, digital nomading while being self-employed is not impossible, and it doesn't even have to be Spartan, really. You know, like anything else involving a quality of life, it just usually comes down to like financial planning, bargain hunting, budgeting, you know, and realistic expectations. It also involves a lot of like your personal skill set. You know, having backup plans. Yeah, backup plans help, especially when like you're doing future planning. You know. For example, you know, my main plan for me, you know, is to, to get a job as a manga artist, manga illustrator in Tokyo. That'd be cool, right? <laughs> you know, how, how can you how can you beat that? <laughs> anyway, you know, and we're talking Tokyo proper, you know, we're not talking about like the outskirts and stuff. I'm talking about like Shibuya, you know, like uh, 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 Akihabara, you know, Harajuku, like anywhere around there and stuff. Which is basically like saying, hey, I want to live in downtown Manhattan. You know, guy can dream, right? Even though, like, realistically, I like anime, you know, but I'm not a big anime manga style artist, you know. You know, I can't really draw that whole, like, big eye, small mouth thing and, and, like, put my heart into it, you know. 
you know, my, my style is very Western. We're talking like, like the most cartoonish my stuff gets is probably Disney. You know, other than that, like I'm really into like the whole hyper realistic style. Um, I can do that, but usually I kind of like try to like relax in between the two, basically the hyper realistic mixed with Disney. So, I mean, but, with, you know, we're not talking about my art style here, talking about, you know, work, working, working abroad, being self-employed, you know, and, uh, but my backup plan, you know, basically plan B is to print my own graphic novel, publish it myself, cost a little money, but, you know, you can live on the back end of those sales. It's not easy, you know, but with like multiple stable and reliable income streams, you know, along with some connections and networks that you make out there. Because, you know, those networks and those connections, the thing about those is, you know, they can help with like obtaining money, obtaining like money saving opportunities, you know, and money growing opportunities as well. I mean, me personally, I'm not a big money focused kind of guy, you know, money to me basically is just a means to an end. You know, as long as I can like solve our problems or like handle emergencies quickly, expediently, you know, meet basic needs, obtain comfort, you know, produce material, get supplies for my various ventures and stuff. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many digits are in the bank account. As long as I get those basic needs met, you know, doesn't matter. Because I mean, like far more valuable to me, like far more valuable by, by far is time. And what I mean by that is by time, you know, you can make money, you know, you can make a lot of money. I mean, if you got enough skills, you can make all the money in the world, but you know, but no matter how many skills you got, you can't make time. You know, I mean, you can make time for things, but you know, you can't make more time. I mean, I'm sure you want to, if you want to like, be broad about it, you can make time more time by eating healthy, having healthy lifestyles or whatever, but uh, that's another discussion, you know? So basically, like, with the finite time we have, you know, I like to have my time being spent on quality and meaningful endeavors, creating happy memories, you know, joyous memories. You know, happiness should be the majority of your life and your time, you know. It, it should be both a goal and a state of mind, or a goal and a current state, I should say. So, as, like, past, present, and future live simultaneously, in, in the scope of time, you know, so should happiness, you know, happy past, happy present, happy future. But I babble. Anyway, you know, even though happiness means different things to different people, you know, yeah, but that's perceptions, reality type of thing. You know, you know, much of my time is spent on doing things I love, you know, which, which means I have very little time for anything else outside of the sphere of my interests, you know. I mean, and if it doesn't yield an income, I, I kind of don't work with it. It's circular, really. You know, to have an abundance of high-quality time and experiences, I have to work on what I love to make money, which buys quality time and experiences for, for me. You know, and that's, that's why, unfortunately, I had to seriously cut down on my anime watching and, and even my video gaming, you know. Yet, I don't consider those losses of leisure, you know, because every day is leisure when you're doing something you love. You know, when you're doing something you love, you never work a day in your life. You know, it's just like starting to realize that like things like doing Twitch wasn't really doing it. wasn't cutting the mustard for me. 
you know i mean i, I mean it made friends and connections with people but you know it wasn't getting getting me forward you know it does for some people but not but not for me though you know nowadays i just compact all that stuff into a sunday afternoon to sunday evening you know and that's the kind of sacrifices or like i should say allocations and adjustments that you should make you know, I'm not telling you what you should do, but, you know, that you might want to consider making, I should say. You know, when you're trying to be a self-employed digital nomad. Because really, though, you know, it might be cool, even cute to sit around a hotel or a hostel room in Sweden in your boxers or my boxers. You know, while playing Days Gone or Call of Duty, you know. But these days, it's not so much of a solid move. I'm sorry, there's, um, well, actually, I'm not sorry because it's not my fault, but, you know, I got some bumpity-bumpity rap music going on outside my window over here outside the apartment, and uh, I'm not trying to pay anybody any royalties, so hopefully that doesn't show up on this track, on this audio I'm recording here. And anyway, that was a side note, side little programming snafu, I should say. But yeah, self-employment while overseas, you know, while digital nomading, it, it's it's possible, you know. And of course, you know, the easiest way to do it, you know, is to go to work. Go to work for like 30, 40 years. Mm, get that good like uh, 4K, 401K plan going. Uh, you did, Then retire and then start traveling, you know, with, with whatever time you might have. You know, but uh, if you if you wanted to, if you want your like slice of pie a little sooner in life, then you kind of got to work a little, gotta work clever. Not to say harder, but a little more clever. I don't know if cleverer is a word, but yeah. So anyway, uh, topic topic number two, you know, like, <laughs> you know, topic number two, traveling, traveling post COVID. I mean, uh, how's that going to look, really, you know, regards to, like, international travel? You know, some people are saying it's going to be, like, COVID vaccine passports, you know, in our future or whatever. You know, I try not to step and fall down too many of these rabbit holes by thinking, like, mass forced military enforced vaccinations, things like that. You know, I mean, uh, just, like, presidential decrees for, for vaccinations. I mean, I'm, you know, that's not my thing really, but, um, I'm thinking more of a, like yellow fever in Ghana. Basically, if you want to travel to Ghana or I don't know about Nigeria, but like that whole West African area, but Ghana, I know for sure. If you want to travel there, you know, you need, you need the yellow fever vaccination mandatory. You, you ain't getting in without it basically. So or you can sneak in, but that that's another story, but yeah. You know, there might be a situation like that going on in regards to, like, the COVID, you know. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not getting that vaccine for now. And that's an important quote to say for now. I mean, I really think that that should be reiterated for now. For one, you know, I'm, I'm around very few people on any given day. You know, in fact, in the last 90 days, the only people to get within six feet, much less touch me, were people that have been in the medical profession. You know, doctor, nurses, medical assistant, 
anybody that has to just to do all that stuff that's that's who's been near me you know i go out of my way to avoid people otherwise you know because 100 of everything i eat and drink and use and consume comes through the mail comes to my door i mean like from walmart delivery grocery delivery uh, i do that like sometimes I mean, I could do it like once a month, really, depending on how much I want to buy. But I've been really loading down, loading up on food lately, just like stacking the refrigerator, stacking the cupboards, cupboard cupboards, you know, just just making it so like I really don't have to use delivery services for a while. You know, I mean, uh, so I'm not really too worried about COVID, much less cold or flu, you know, because I, I don't I'm not around people. And before you get to saying like, oh man, this COVID thing, he's got this guy all screwed up. He's like avoiding people. He hasn't even gone outside of his house. No, see, that, that's the thing. I've always been like this. As I said on one of my YouTube vlogs, I've, I've been this way for years, for, for decades. You know, I mean, the last time I put my fingers in my mouth was, was or even ate food like with my fingers like years ago. You know, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> that, that, that's just how I am, you know. So, no, it's not like COVID fear or anything like that. This ain't new. This ain't my first time at the rodeo. And that's why I'm not getting it again for now, you know. Because barring a few slips, I get through cold and flu season well and un uninfected just fine, you know. I mean, that depends on, like, my fellow Americans. Because, to be honest... Pre-COVID, many Americans didn't didn't believe in washing their hands, especially before eating a meal. You know, with their hands, you know, until they were forced to, until they were forced to wash their hands. You know, and they didn't they didn't cover their mouths when they sneezed or coughed, unless again they were forced to. I mean, that's why Americans are getting so mad over masks. You know, it, it's a foreign concept for them. And yes, I say them, beside me myself being an American. But, uh, you know, that, you know, there's a reason for that because that's how they're acting. I, I'm acting like me, you know. When the lockdowns came down, they, I was like, okay, they're just giving me permission to be Marky. You know, stay in my house, <laughs> avoid people. That, that's me. Shoot. So I wasn't tripping at all. I, I feel bad for people, other people that were, that were, you know, I do have empathy you know, because some, some people were really suffering behind this, but hey, I wasn't. So anyway, uh, international travel, how is that going to look? There's still countries that have us as Americans banned from the country. I can't go to Japan. Otherwise, I'd be there right now if I could. If I could go to Japan, believe me, I would be there right right now. But can't. Travel ban. <laughs> travel ban. Oh, uh, Caribbean. Caribbean is open right now uh, as of March. As of March 1st, Caribbean is open. Uh, let's see. So right now, I sorry, I have to pull up this. I have to pull up a little note here. So right now, we have Jamaica, Barbados. Barbados is actually offering like some pretty cool deals, like in regards to like people coming coming over from United States. Uh, I'm not sure. I think they have like a, there's a certain visa. Uh, correct me in the comments. 
But uh, yeah, but there's some incentives to go in there. Bermuda, Aruba, Mexico, uh, Dominican Republic. Let's see, uh, Antigua and Bar- Barbuda. I've never said that country before, but yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, Maldives, Maldives, the Maldives, yeah. Uh, Albania, Bahamas, Egypt, okay, Dominica, uh, Costa Rica, Brazil, uh, Kenya, Grenada, Ecuador, French Polynesia, Colombia, Montenegro, Belize, Honduras, Namibia, and Armenia. Well, that's all that's open to Americans? Jeez. So, no UK, huh? <laughs> no, no Japan. No, no Canada either. Wow. Uh, I, did, I don't know. There's uh, there's gotta be, it's gotta be something. Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, the, these podcasts. This is this is my first, this is my first episode. Um, and we're gonna cut those words out, ums and basicallys and things like that we don't, we're not going to use crutches because that could be maddening when you listen to somebody using that also we're going to be succinct you know kind of keep it tight you know, ain't going to ramble and this is why they're going to be so short you know we're talking like if we're, if we're doing a pure straight up conversation we're talking like 30 minutes and if we're like adding segments playing videos or really deep diving and stuff probably an hour but other than that like I'm not going to be doing these like four hour podcasts you know not me. I I I got things to do. So um, what you can expect, really, for I going from here on, you know, I'm touching on various topics uh, that, but they all relate to like uh, travel culture, creative culture, uh, even some geek here and there. I hate that word because it, it's it's like it's like a derogatory term that was embraced, much like the N word in certain hip hop culture I won't, that's another thing but anyway um so yeah you know well, like that's what you can expect you just, i might have some guests here or there uh but mostly it's just gonna be me on my own going solo because that's how i live that's how i roll anyway uh then can't take any questions oh oh yeah 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 occasionally we'll be doing i'll be doing these live on youtube and if you want to go to my YouTube, uh, I don't have a hundred or a thousand subscribers yet, so I, I can't get the personalized URL. So what you do is you go to YouTube and you look for Marquee Benji. That's M A R capital Q, double I, B E N capital J double I, Marquee Benji, and you you find that name. You basically find me. Um. I have my production company, Dubois Cast Productions. That's uh, that's gonna be a production company for movies, documentaries, maybe TV shows. We thinking big, but starting small. And uh, just trying my best to live my best life out of two bags. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm out of here, y'all. Thanks for showing up. Uh, Get another topic a little bit later, and I will see you. Do you do journey. Peace.